Welcome back, everyone, to The Spin Room with Monty and Milius here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is our first episode this semester, first one since May. Uh, a lot happened over the summer in the music industry, hasn't it? Yeah, a lot of albums have come out that I've really enjoyed. It's been a pretty fantastic summer. Um, so the purpose of this episode is we're going to be doing a summer rewind of albums that we really liked, and we're going to be giving a brief opinion on them, maybe play a few samples for you, and then go into the crux of this episode, which is an album that I know James really likes, which is Brand New's album Science Fiction. Yes, I very much like this album. Uh, but before we get into those two things, we're going to give you a quick rundown of the latest news from the music industry from this week. And there's a lot of it. It's been a very hectic week in the music industry. So the first thing is the National released their new album, Sleepwell Beast. It's their first album in five years, and it's streaming on Spotify right now. And it's actually pretty great. I listened to it last night. I think you listened to it earlier today, right? Yeah, I listened to it uh, this afternoon. I listened to it a couple times, actually. Um, I, I think it's really solid. Um, one of their best releases, in my opinion. But I, I'm still developing an opinion on it, but I thought there were some very great textures on it. It got an 8.0 from Pitchfork, if that matters to you, which is amazingly high for NPR Indie in this day and age. Uh, Always has a new album out today, actually, of recording, so September 8th, and it's called Anti-Socialites. It's a wonderful album based on the singles I've heard so far, and we're going to do a thing right now. We're going to be playing... In Undertow, the new single from the Always album, Anti-Socialites. Here it goes. That was, of course, the new single from Anti-Socialites by Always, In Undertow. Uh, in other news, Sufjan Stevens' new album... Uh, or sorry, not his new album. His album Illinois was certified gold recently this week. Um, took him twelve years to get there, but he finally did it. That's a fantastic um, album. This is is this the first of his albums to go gold? I I don't think so. I think Carrie and Lowell. Oh, went I think gold you're right. I think because you're right. his popularity has been growing since 2005. Of course, I love Sifgan. Illinois is a great album, and I have it on vinyl. It's fantastic, though. Really fantastic album. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great one. And uh, this next bit is pretty interesting as well. Martin Screlly is selling his Wu-Tang Clan album. According to him, it's bad, and he wants to get rid of it. I think what, what probably happened is that he's got a lot of legal fees now because he got convicted of fraud, um, and he's yeah, that's probably he's never going to admit that, you know, being Martin Shkreli. But hopefully, maybe this means someone will buy it and, you know, put it out there for other people to hear. He put it up on eBay, and it was taken down pretty quickly. Um I think he's going to try to sell it in an auction house, and I think he's partially joking because he's Martin Screlly and he's always ironic. Um, but yeah, he's getting rid of that, so that's going to be on the market soon if you're looking for a very rare Wu-Tang Clan album. Also very expensive. Very expensive, too, so I don't think anybody can afford it who's listening to us. All right, and now we're going to get on to our summer favorites of 2017. James, what were some of your favorite albums from this summer? From this summer, there's four albums that really stand out to me. Um, the first one was Vince Staples' new release, Big Fish Theory. Mm. Um, I don't know if you listened to this at all. I did listen to Big Fish Theory, and I thought it was okay. I thought there were some great moments of it. Crabs in a Bucket is an amazing song. That it is. I This is one of my favorite um, rap or hip-hop releases in the last several years. Um, I think it's very solid. You should give it a listen if you're even a passing fan of hip-hop. Um, another, another favorite of mine this summer actually came from Paramore. Um, their album After Laughter uh, 
exceeded any expectations I had for I'd it. I'd say it exceeded expectations, but I still didn't care for it. The first song in that album is an earworm, of course, but it, it's not a good earworm. I don't like how she does her voice. I, I really liked this album. Um, I really liked that uh, there's a collaboration with Me Without You on one of the songs. There is? Uh, yeah, No Friend actually has uh, the lead singer from Me Without You doing the backing vocals there. I did not know that. Yeah, no. it's really good. Me Without You is one of my favorite bands. Uh, apparently, Haley Williams and the band are good friends. She did a uh, she did backing vocals in the song Fox's Dream of the Log Flume off of Ten Stories from 2012. Um, but anyways, this new Paramore album, it's nothing like their older stuff. They've completely ditched the whole pop punk fueled by ramen core uh, vibe that they used to give. <laughs> They're no longer just female Fallout Boy or anything like that. This is really a solid uh, indie pop record, I think. I know Monty didn't like it, but no, I think they, they sound like they're trying to be Carly Rae Jepsen, but not Carly Rae Jepsen. I think it, it was really good. You should at least give it a listen, I think. Yeah, give it a listen. Um, another divisive album that I really liked from this summer divisive? was Everything Now by Arcade Fire. You liked everything now? I did. You know, the first time I listened to it, I did not like it. I'll be honest. I listened to it again. <laughs> I think it's really solid. I, it's definitely it's definitely not the same as their older work. It's not, no, not the same band that made Funeral. It's not the same it's, band that made The Suburbs. It's so far removed. But that being said, it's definitely a fun album. The, especially, I really like the, the namesake single. It, I listened to it a lot on the radio. No, on I, my thought way everything to and from now, work. I thought everything now, the single, which we were going to play a sample if we get, after we get talk, talking about this, but I thought that was a f- pretty good song. Um, I don't think the album was anything... Um, stellar or great I thought it was pretty bad actually but there was some stellar or interesting rather moments in that album for sure and I just don't like Wynn Butler I really don't I I like Arcade Fire I think that I really didn't like Reflector yeah so and I wasn't a huge fan of Neon Bible either I was this a fan is of Neon Bible. honestly my favorite Arcade Fire album probably since the suburbs which is saying a lot no, um, it's not for everyone if you're a fan of like ABBA or Arcade Fire, or similar bands to either of those, you might like this album. You might not, but I liked it a lot. All right, so my summer was full of interesting albums as well. The first one I want to plug is a band which doesn't get much attention and I think deserves to get a lot of attention, and that's Flotation Toy Warnings, The Machine That Made Us. I was ranting and raving about this album coming out this summer when James and I worked on a campaign together, and I was so excited for it to come out, and it's not released in America yet, and it's been three months, which is insane. And part of that has to do with the fact that they're just not popular over here and they can't find someone to get on a label over here. Um, so it's not on Spotify, it's on their Bandcamp. It's a super progressive chamber pop and avid indie rock album that I just think has so much instrumentation that I love on it, so much layers on it, and it, the textures that the band puts forward on the machine that made us are beautiful. And I highly suggest you get, check it out, or at least check out their first album, Buffer's Guide to the Flight Deck, which is one of my favorite albums of all time for sure. I haven't listened to the new one. I, I have listened to a little bit of their first album, and I liked what I heard, so I'm excited to hear this probably once it comes out here. But It's like if Neutral Milk Hotel was a chamber pop band and mm-hmm. you know more rooted in the 2000s, I think. My second album that I highly suggest you check out is Milo's album, Who Told You to Think? Milo is an abstract hip-hop rapper. He's also been described as nerd rap. He does a lot of references to pop culture, especially indie pop culture in his rap. The thing about this album is it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like his earlier work where he drops references to bands like Silver Jews and, you know, 
famous authors that you know the average hip-hop listener probably wouldn't be that into um the flow on the album is absolutely wonderful it's sequenced amazing the sequencing on this album is so fantastic the only place where the sequencing gets out of line is i think the collab with bus driver on the end could have been taken off but it's a fantastic hip-hop album it's densely layered some amazing atmosphere on this album and then my third favorite album from this year is Sifgon Stevens' Planetarium. It's a collab album, and like I said before, I'm a big fan of atmosphere in my music, and this album has it all. It's like Age of Ads, if Age of Ads was a lot more fleshed out and long, which I mean a lot of people may be turned off by that, but this album was fantastic. I listened to it with you when we were going to the airport in O'Hare. Yeah, This. so quick story here. We listened to this album basically right when it came out. Um, We were stuck in traffic in downtown Chicago because we didn't have money to pay the toll. Um, So we decided to take the the freeway through town. There was a massive traffic jam. Um, We were stuck in that traffic jam for like three hours almost and And literally just to get to the other side of Chicago. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, So we're going to play a sample from that album. We're going to play the song Jupiter. Um, Here it is. And that was Jupiter by Sufjan Stevens. All the songs on this album are named after planets. It's a very interesting and a little bit pretentious album, but I liked it. And the other albums I want to plug are the new Cigarettes After Sex album, which is a self-title, which is fantastically atmospheric dream pop and slowcore. Also, Rocket by Sandy Alex G is also fantastic. And Richard Dawson's Peasant is a great chamber folk album. I want to talk about uh, Alex G for a second here. I'm a big Alex G fan. Um, I've been a fan of Alex G since um, DSU. James State University. Yeah. Um, I think that the whole idea of artists making it for themselves on the internet, mm-hmm. I think that Alex G, along with like Car Seat Headrest, are some of the artists that really have proven oh, that no, this is definitely. a new distribution medium for music. You don't necessarily yeah. need to go through a label anymore, um, even if you know Alex G and Car Seat Headrest has since signed to labels, but... It's really great that they were able to make careers for themselves like that. And I saw Alex G live this summer. Actually, he opened up for Fleet Foxes, which, by the way, Crack Up is a great album that they released over the summer as well. I was not a huge fan of Crack Up. Not a huge fan of Crack Up? I I liked it. I won't say it's bad. Um, I was kind of disappointed. I like their first two albums a lot more than Crack Up, I would say. Oh, I did too. I thought Crack Up was a more mature effort by them, but it was a bit more boring, not too Fleet Foxy. I saw them live, though, and live it was absolutely fantastic. It's very lush live, Um, one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my entire life. So now we're going to be moving into the crux of this whole episode, and that's the review of the new brand new album, Science Fiction. The new brand new. The brand new brand new, if you will. Um, This is brand new's first album since 2009 when they released Daisy. Um, this album has been teased for at least the last five years, probably longer than that. Um, they had basically gone silent on a lot of fronts since Daisy came out. And they've been um, saying that they're going to break up soon too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, they, they released Daisy. Um, it got mixed reviews. I think it's one of the most underrated albums. I love Daisy. It's a fantastic album. It was marketed a lot in Europe, not a lot in the Americas. Um, but after that came out, they kind of went silent for a while mm-hmm. um, until... I think it was 2014, 2015. There were some rumblings of stuff. And then out of nowhere, they dropped the single Mean. Uh, Let's play a sample of that now. 
That was from Mean by Brand New. That was the first thing that they had released since Daisy. Um, and when this came out, everyone was like, oh, the new album's going to come out soon. But it took them another two years. Two years of waiting. Um, two more singles came out in between then. And none of those three songs ended up on the album, interestingly enough. They were just singles or one-offs. Um, in that time, they've also re-released the set of demos from 2006 that were leaked um, while they were working on The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, um, which they ended up scrapping basically everything from that set of demos, but they ended up remastering them, releasing them on cassette. Um, I actually have one of the cassettes. I'm a huge brand new fan. They're probably my favorite band. Um, And then they've been teasing their new album, teasing their new album. Um, They gave a little bit of an update at the end of the year last year saying that it wasn't going to come out in 2016. It would come out sometime in 2017. Um, and then I think it was the 13th of August or so yeah, they put up, the they put up pre-orders for their new album on vinyl. They were charging like 50 or 60 bucks total for it the pre-order. Expensive. It was expensive. Um, a few days later, um, people get a unmarked CD in the mail that has one track pressed to it. That's like 56 minutes long and it's new music. It's new, brand new. This has not been heard before. And then later that day, they confirmed this is the new album. This is the new brand new. It was un- it was definitely an unorthodox release. Um, Which is in perfect brand new fashion. They always do stuff like this, this cryptic stuff. Yeah. Radiohead also does the same. And Radiohead's been, or not Radiohead, Brand New has been described as the Radiohead of emo. And they've moved from just being a simple pop punk act to releasing some of the most interesting emo-influenced alternative rock of all time, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brand New is a fantastic band. I think they're a very important piece of you know, music on the American scene of music just in general. And I was pleasantly surprised with this new release. I really was. Yeah. I, I love this album, I will say. Um, I'm never going to be able to give a completely unbiased brand new review, I think, because they are like my favorite band. I've seen them live. Um, I'm in love with this band. But I think that science fiction at least met the expectations for this insanely hyped album. I, they met my expectations, at least, and probably they, exceeded them. I thought they met expectations for sure, because, you know, in this day and age, especially in an age in 2017, especially, like I'm trying to say, um, there's been a lot of bands that just have come back out of nowhere, and Brand New is one of them. I mean, Ride came back earlier this year, and they released a semi-decent album. Slow Dive came back and released a semi-decent album. And even bands that haven't been inactive yeah. as long, like LCD Sound System, just came back. You know, And then, but like, I feel like a lot of the hype built up behind these releases has just been so muted after the albums come out because they're not, they don't live up to hype. And I felt like science fiction lived up to its hype, at least in some essence. It isn't bad at all. It's a fantastic album, but there's some parts on it that I just don't like. But I will say I disagree with Monty where yeah. he's going with this. But um, but first off, let's get into the first song on the album, which is "Lit Me Up," which is a wonderfully atmospheric song, and it sets the tone for the first half of the album incredibly well. It's influenced by post rock. It is fantastic. It starts with this sample of a recording from this woman, I think, in a mental asylum or a sleep study or something like yeah. that. Um, and you'll find that in this album, kind of in between a lot of the songs, there are these little snips of recordings of just people talking. At least for the first half of the album, then they sort of drop it off. There, when, there's still a few comes. on the second half. But, yeah. but I, I'm in love with the spoken word samples on this album. I really am. Um, I've always been a fan of spoken word samples in between songs and albums because I think it bridges the gap of songs that sound different sometimes really nicely. Um, but the second song on this album, which we're going to play a sample of, Can't Get It Out, is my favorite song on this entire album. And it's it, a fantastic song. It reminds me heavily 
of a little-known alternative rock band called Palo Alto and their song Going, Going, Gone. It has a wonderful vocal progression and melody, and it's truly the highlight of the album. And the guitar on it is fantastic. The production on it is fantastic. And we're going to play a sample of Can't Get It Out right now. Here it is. Sometimes I can't get it out. That was Can't Get It Out by Brand New. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs on the album as well. Um, I, I think that really, if I had any criticism of this, of this album, I would say that it might be a little bit front-loaded. Maybe just a I little bit. I think it's very front-loaded. I, I would say that not. that doesn't necessarily mean I don't like the second half. Uh-huh. I just think that maybe the pacing could have been changed a little bit. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't like it how it is. If I had to make a criticism, though, it would be that. Um, we, we then get into a few more songs. My least favorite song on the album is actually Can Never Be Heaven. Um, I think that it kind of breaks up the vibe they had going. It's still very oh, good. I, I definitely think that, too. It's driven by an acoustic guitar, and it builds into an atmosphere aided by twi- Twinkle Electronics as a song progressive, and it's definitely more vocal-orientated rather than instrumental-orientated. It feels like a revamp of something off The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, but not exactly. It, it kind of reminds me of Luca in ways, but without that cascading ending yeah. that Luca had. But I still like the song a lot. I just think maybe they could have fleshed it out a little bit oh, more. Oh, for sure. You get into the center of this album. I really like all the songs center of this album. Um, you know, there's some great lyrics in here, I think. You know, like, let's all play Nagasaki. You know, they've got these all, like, super obscure, kind of cryptic references to things, but it it's totally brand new and it's totally doesn't sound like their older albums it's something no, brand new throughout their career it's, it's much more alternative rock orientated for sure yeah they, they haven't ever made two albums that sound the same yeah. all of their albums are definitely their own project which i really love and another song that i like moving forward with the album is same logic slash teeth it has a wonderful washed out guitar at the start which creates again wonderful atmosphere and it keeps building as the song goes on. And as it moves forward, it becomes almost the first true emo. And I say that in quotations, song on the album, because it's the first half screaming on it. And it also has this amazing vocal crescendo in the middle, aided by trumpets. And it's just awesome. I just mm-hmm. love the instrumentation on this song. Yeah, it's another song that I love on this album. Um, then we get into the back end of the album, which I know Monty didn't like as no, much as I did. I um, the song's Desert. Um, no control and uh, what is it three one the number I don't remember what number it is there's there's two songs that are numbered it's one it's one three seven is that what it is one three seven okay um, I know that those songs those three songs have been kind of criticized on a lot of like forums and stuff online people saying that they don't like them as much I would like to say I like those songs a lot I can see why people maybe dislike them but I think that they fit within the sequence of the album um, and I think they're really good um, so. My personal opinion is that when the song, when the album gets to Desert, the album sort of falls off the map. Desert just feels too sauntering to me to be on this album that is so dark and depressing. Uh, um, and we're gonna play quickly a sample of Desert right now.
That was Desert from Science Fiction by Brand New. Yeah, I just I just didn't care for that song, nor did I care for the end of the album. I wish it would have been sequenced better, or they just would have stopped. Um, and the album ends with Batter Up. And James, what do you think about Batter Up? I think that Batter Up is a great song to end this album on. I think that um, it really does kind of... It follows suit with a lot of their releases of having kind of a mellowed song yeah. at the end of the album. That being said, I think that it hits on a lot of the themes, the lyrical themes throughout the album. It, it kind of almost, in a way, sums up the band's career, I think. I think so, too. I, like, if, if you play their albums front to back, you know, all in order, it would be a big endeavor. But it definitely kind of paints a narrative in a way. And I think that this mm-hmm. is the way you would end that, would be with Batter Up. There's yeah. no better song in their catalog, I think, to end that with. And I actually, I actually hope this is the last brand new album. I think that sounds, you know, sort of negative. But I don't see the band coming back with another album after this one that quite sums up their career, like you said. Yeah, I, yeah I, I hope to hear something from these guys again, it may, whether it's a brand new album or something else. Um, there's been rumors of maybe Jesse Lacey going solo with something. I don't know yeah. if that's actually going to happen. Um, but, you know, overall, if I was going to rate this album, of course, I'm going to give a biased rating, but I would give this album a 10 for me personally. I'm going to give this album an 8. I originally thought it was a 9, but I'm going to give it an 8. After really listening to it, I really didn't care for the second half of this album. I think it could have been sequenced better, but there are some spectacular gems in here. I highly suggest you guys go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Don't let the emo tag deter you if you don't like emo. This is more alternative rock influenced, and it's a fantastic album for rock in 2017. I'm glad it's out. And that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, We hope you guys will tune in again next week. Hope to have you guys listening then. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. See you guys.